Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface. Information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will allow you to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. This week is Easter, but as I reflect on being back in the UK, I'm also fully aware that many of my clients and friends in the UAE are still working hard. They will still enter the holy month of Ramadan, but for them, this period is just another day at the office. I talked in episode five of the Coffee Break podcast about going global and at the benefits of going global would bring to your business and working in new countries. But one of the most important pieces of advice is to make sure you download the relevant holiday calendars to whatever diary you use. This can be a real lifesaver when trying to work with new markets. I've lost count of the number of times I tried to contact people on national holidays in my chosen market. A real waste of time and effort. Anyway, on to this week's topic. And for the first topic this week, I come back to one of the areas I brought up in my first Coffee Break podcast. This is one of the three things I wish I'd known when I started. And it still resonates every bit as much today as it did 20 odd years ago when I was new to recruitment. Topic one is consistency and compounding. As I mentioned back in that first Coffee Break podcast, Warren Buffett says that compounding is one of the major reasons he is as wealthy today as he is. He's specifically referring to the idea of compound interest in a finance position, but I suspect he could just as easily refer to what he does on a day-to-day basis. From all that I've read on Mr. Buffett, and I have to say that I've read his autobiography, Snowball, which if anyone has seen it, is quite a large book. In it, the author, Alice Schroeder, gets real access to Warren Buffett and shows that his daily routine is much the same now as it has ever been. There are a number of things he does every day without fail and has been doing for over 60 years. The point of this is that Warren Buffett has more money than most of us could ever dream of, but he continues to work consistently on his plans and business in the same way now as he did when he started out. And the same should hold true for anyone in recruitment. There is no get-rich-quick method in recruitment. There's no magic button you can press and end up with a bunch of clients and roles to work on. There is simply a lot of little steps that you need to do each and every day to get you to the top. Whether those are building client lists, calling clients, calling candidates, the list goes on and on. I doubt there's anyone in recruitment who's not aware of the various tasks that need to be done. The secret is doing them daily and consistently. There may be a view that you've got lots of active roles on, so you don't need to be focused on business development. Or the opposite, you've got a couple of roles in, but you need to do a bit more focus on your new clients. The key to being a successful recruitment consultant and to get to your goal is that you need to be doing all the bits of the job every day. I still spend time every day building my client network, speaking to new clients and catching up with old ones, even if I know full well those clients aren't hiring. 
I'm building up my knowledge. I'm learning things on each of the calls and interactions. And most importantly, I'm keeping my name in front of their mind for when, if things do change, or indeed if they decide to move on. Equally, I'm constantly working to find new candidates for my specific niche. I'm constantly interacting with my current candidates and those who are in the process of being placed. I'm not just working with those who are active, i.e. those that are in the interview process or being submitted, but rather I'm speaking to as many of them as I can, as regularly as I can. These conversations build my knowledge base, add to my connections with other candidates, so that when, if they go forward for roles, I'm 100% clear on what they want and what, if any, hot buttons they have, so that I can be sure that I can deal with any counteroffer that comes in. Indeed, it also makes sure that I never put them forward to roles that I'm not 100% sure they will take. But equally, these conversations give me real-life market intelligence. If you work with candidates and build up a connection, they're more often happy to tell you all the other roles they've been offered, very often all the details, especially if the role isn't for them. However, as many of you will, I'm sure, agree, asking a candidate what roles they're being offered when you've only spoken to them once will get you a very limited or even possibly no response. The other thing I do every day are the things that I would argue add the most compound benefit, and that is learning. This is both personal development and also sector knowledge. I spend time every day listening to podcasts or reading articles on areas that help me with my personal skills and personal development. I also spend time each day looking at key trends or areas of my market to ensure that I'm aware of any new things that are coming out or changes that could affect my clients. Both of these add to my offering by both improving my skills and giving me things I can discuss with my clients and candidates. So those are my views on compounding, and I'm sure it sounds like a lot of work. And to be honest, it was when I started out. But these days, there are so many tools and solutions that can make these actions simple to manage, simple to fit into your day, and in some cases can even automate a lot of the work. There really is no excuse these days not to compound your efforts. And if you look at what is brought to Warren Buffett, even a small fraction of that would be good for most of us to feel we'd won. Topic two this week comes back to a topic I've raised before. Should I go out and work for myself? I've had a number of conversations this week with people thinking about the next step in their career. All of them were at a crossroads and had the choice to step out alone in their own business or stay employed, but perhaps move company. Each one of them was a very personal decision and each one had different aspects to factor into the decision. But there were some very common traits that I felt led all of them to being able to consider both options that were open to them. I should perhaps be clear what I mean by that. Over the years, I've spoken to a number of people in recruitment and other careers who've asked me about the thought of going it alone and starting their own business. I've said on this podcast before that I had the best and worst times of my career whilst working for myself, and I would never suggest to anyone that they shouldn't go out alone. That being said, there have been a number of times when I've strongly suggested to a person I was talking to that perhaps they should do more reviews before taking the plunge and heading out alone purely because they don't have the three foundations in place that I believe are crucial before you take such a big risk of going out and working for yourself. Working for yourself is a risk anyway, so the key is to make that risk as small as possible before you do it. And therefore, I do believe there are three main factors that contribute to being successful in your own business, whatever sector or industry you're in, but especially recruitment. And the people I spoke to this week had those three things. Now, whether they choose to go alone will be up to them, but they do at least have the foundations in place. So what are those three things? Well, they are, number one, money. Do you have enough? Switching from a regular monthly salary to no fixed income is one of the biggest challenges you'll face. Before you go out alone, I would suggest you need to work out how much you need to cover all your monthly outgoings and then add a 20% figure to that figure for emergencies. 
then multiply that number by six months. This is the amount of money you should have access to so you cannot be stressing about covering the basics while you're trying to set up your business. If you could bring in funds earlier, then brilliant. But this way, you will have one less thing to worry about when you're starting out. Number two is the market. Do you know who you'll be selling to and what? Do you know your target market inside and out? And ideally, do you have a very targeted niche within that market? The first six months of any self-employed business venture are crucial. Knowing your market will help give you the running start you need. Number three, motivation and focus. Can you self-motivate yourself every day? You won't have anybody else to motivate you. This may sound obvious, but when you remove your boss and co-workers, you remove two of the most powerful sources of motivation. Colleagues and superiors can inspire us to work harder through their desire, through the desire to compete, the need to support the team, and the fear of letting others down. When you're self-employed, you're alone responsible for what you're trying to do. Then if you have the motivation, can you work through the direct distractions? While motivating yourself to hit every working day hard, you will also need to ensure that you can maintain that focus. Can you stay productive without anyone looking over your shoulder or tracking your progress? There are a number of other factors that you need to make a real success of working for yourself, not least of which is a little bit of luck now and again. However, I find many of these areas are always well understood by people thinking of going out alone. They all seem to know that they'll have to work long hours and prepared for it, for example. That's why I think these three items are so crucial when you're looking to make that leap. If you can look at all three of these honestly and make answers for yourself and your personal circumstances, then you will have a good view of whether you can make success of the leap. After that, it's just a case of making the leap. And I know full well that the act of leaping can be the hardest of all. Perhaps it's made a little easier with the knowledge you're all set up well to succeed. If you want more on a guide to starting your own business, then please go along to adrian-mansfield.com and register and we'll send you out our free guide. That's it for this week. I hope that those of you to whom it applies have a good Easter and look forward to getting your thoughts on this week's podcast on social media. Once again, I'm at Million Pound Villa in all the usual places. I will be back next week with more thoughts and ideas. But in the meantime, if you're liking our content, and I should remind you, we've got another interview out this week with Steve Guest, the well-known author and entrepreneur in recruitment, then please give us a like and a review wherever you get your podcasts, as it really does help get the message out to other people. And in the meantime, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.